I just got home. Today is Wednesday, January 17th. Nailed it. I don't like to brag, but I know what day it is. <laughs> I, I literally, I got back. I was, uh, I was just working in a coffee shop and I'm doing some consulting for a guitar manufacturer's uh, website. Yeah, you love the house. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't like to brag. I don't want to brag, but uh, I left the house today. Uh, <laughs> uh, I came in. I was headed straight to the studio because right now it is five thirty-five. I need to record a daily Guinness episode today. What am I going to talk about? And as I sat down and I kind of wanted to share this thought. I realized, well, Sarah's in the other room. I might as well just come over here and podcast ambush her again. She's vulnerable for the taking. <laughs> I feel like this entire week, every time I've podcast ambushed you is... When I'm making you food like a good wife. You're either uh, making me food or you're making a nasty, dirty post-food poop oh in the bathroom. Oh, my God. That's not true. I don't do that. <laughs> you don't poop? Never. <laughs> no. Uh, I did... I. Ambush you while you're getting ready early this week. I, was I think. Not pooping. Well, it was at some point after you pooped. <laughs> okay, <laughs> here's the. I this, this is where this thought comes from today. Someone called into the podcast hotline and they were asking for me to expound on how we travel so much. And I was so that's been on my mind today. And I was talking to Sarah, and we're gonna do a. Another, I've done it on the podcast before, talking about how you find crazy cheap flights yeah. to Europe, and so we're gonna do, we're gonna do a sit down and talk like the specifics about how you search for flights and what that looks like. But that, but I, that was the initial thing on my mind this morning. But then, as the day went on, I was thinking about it. I was thinking about man, what I would like to share, even more so than just the specifics of how we fly and how we're able to make that happen. I was thinking about the mindset of prioritizing it today. I s- what? I sound like a freaking idiot right there. I sound, I'm in my freaking kitchen with you, and I sound like I'm giving a podcast talk. Why is it so hard to break this damn uh, addiction or habit of speaking a certain way the second there's a microphone? tried really hard to enunciate. Yeah, I'm working on enunciate. Now I'm trying too hard to talk a certain way. Holy shit, I digress. What was I saying? So are you thinking about that older woman at the global market that I talked about? No. I'm going to share. I I have a video that I'm going to share talking about something, but tell that story. (laughs) Add this into it. Let's see if it fits. Well, okay. Long time ago, Rob and I were probably dating. We went to the global market which is a sort of incubator, food hall, market hall kind of place. Lots of little vendors. Anyway, we were at a stall. uh, Keep stirring. What are you stirring, by the way? What are you making, by the way? Um, Granola. Okay, so we were at this stall with all these exotic wares, if you will, and there was an older woman um, who was, you know, manning the cash register. And so we just got to t- started talking to her about her travels and how she went so many places. And again, this was like, I don't know, maybe I was in college still, young, didn't have a dime. Um, and she talked about what she has given up 
to do what she values. She prioritizes traveling. She was like, I don't have a TV. I don't have a cell phone. These are things that I've chosen to do without so that I can do the things I want to do. And that has stuck with me, while not so extreme, for 15 years. Dude. <laughs> Holy crap. That fits perfectly with this. All right, I'm, let, me, let me pause here and share a video that I found on Instagram lately, and I want to show it to you so we can both get the context in our mind. There is, and I think it's going to tie into this, there's the, the story of the businessman and the Mexican fisherman. Mexican fisherman story. Are you familiar with that? No, I don't think I am. An American businessman goes on holiday to Mexico. He gets taken out fishing by a local Mexican. And he asks the Mexican how he spends his time. The Mexican says, I fish a little on the morning. I catch enough for my family. We go back, we cook, we laugh around the fire, and I spend time with my children. And the American businessman goes, that's stupid. Here's a better idea. What you should do is actually spend most of your day fishing. And then with the surplus fish, you could sell them at the market. The Mexican fisherman says, and why would I do that? Once you've got the additional money, you could start to employ some of your friends and they could come out fishing with you too, and you could catch more fish, which you could sell at the market for more money. Why would I do that? You would be able to incorporate in America and you would maybe be able to start a canning factory so that you could own the entire production process and you could then sell the company for a lot of money. And why would I do that? He said, because you'd be able to fish a little on a morning and then go back and spend time <laughs> with your children around the fire. Very good. And I often think about that as a much more direct route to happiness. The place you end up is the place you started from. Well, I'm not just here to shit on Americans, but that's a very American mindset. And maybe generationally, too. And believe me, um, your girl likes to fish, but I totally get it. I like I making money. Money's fun, too. <laughs> oh, I was like, you've never fished a day in your life. <laughs> Have you ever fished? Uh, yes, I caught one fish that my dad said was poisonous, and I had to throw it back. Fascinating story, Sarah. Sarah is Sarah's now doing dishes. The Lord's work. <laughs> doing the Lord's work. I think it's, it's so American to the point where it's almost literally societally impossible to not do that to some degree. You know, here in America, we're, and I'm sure like any established country, I mean, we're so built on this ecosystem, you know, you consumerism and we all have to pay back our student loans. I mean, there's, there's certainly a lot more than just the leisurely life of a fisherman. So. Oh yeah, this is uh, obviously it's more than that. It, it, it is a fact so that Americans have the least amount of PTO in other leave, types of leave or even just benefit packages. Yes, compared to a ton of other countries. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. And I don't know. I just when I was when I was when I uh, watched that video this morning, I the the first other story that popped in my mind is I remember um, I remember my dad coming home from work. Uh, as he, as a, an aviation electrician, and he worked at Duncan Aviation in Lincoln, Nebraska. And um, I remember I was in, I think I was early in high school, and my dad came home from work, it like really bummed out. And it turns out that he had a friend, a colleague that he had known for a long time there at work, who 
had been just working with the hopes of retirement. The pump that, okay, I've, I've got the, just the retirement countdown. He retired, and a week after retirement, he died. He had a heart oh, attack. That's devastating. Yeah, and I remember my dad, I, I think my dad was pretty close with him, and I think it affected my dad in a lot of ways. And thinking about, I mean, just the way he was thinking about retirement and the future, and I don't know. And I can't really speak into that. Yeah, I'm sure. And it's just like... Well, I think that's totally what it's talking about. I also think it's talking about like what, what do you want your life to look like and how you spend your time. So for some people, to go with the analogy, they want to incorporate. They want to build canneries. If that's your jam, great. Um, <laughs> well played. So I think that that's, un, I don't know, that's understandable, that's fair. I think it's just important to think like what, what do you want your life to look like. That sounds like so, such a big kid thought, but, and there will be times in life where you can't have it all. Um, and you have to pick and choose, but don't feel pressured to like pick things because other people pick them. That sounds stupid, but that's how I feel. Man, I think that is the deal that I found with you in this relationship, genuinely above almost all else is this realization that there are no rules. There's no rules for what a marriage and friendship has to look like. We get to make that up. What our life looks like, we get to make that up. But I, well, I shouldn't say but, and that's why I think your story of the woman who was living her dream the acknowledgement of the sacrifice that some things come with the trade. Well, I also think the more you, you live in the, the values that you want or the life that you want, the more some of those things don't really feel like a sacrifice because they become less important. Like, I mean, we're totally sacrificing things to travel. Like we don't drive the coolest cars. Thankfully, I don't give a shit about cars. Um, and I have never had the luxury of having a luxury car. Yeah, so yeah. it doesn't feel like a sacrifice, but to some that would be. Um, we don't own our own giant home, but we love our tiny apartment, and I would be sad when we leave. So I think there are times where things feel like a sacrifice and times where you develop this muscle or disinterest in other things, and so it's just truly not a big deal. yeah. Maybe. I don't know. That's how I feel. Yeah. I wonder if the Tony Robbins thing, the lost, less, never thing portrays mm. in that. Mm, yes. You were talking about that the other day. How I, I once heard Tony Robbins talk about all, he was saying all pain comes from three, specifically emotional pain comes from um, three things, loss, less, or never. If you have something, you lose it. Uh, if you have something, you have less of it, love, relationships, things, whatever you're valuing. And then uh, the never is being told that you'll never have that. Fill in the blank, whatever you want in your life, opportunities. Uh, a child or a partner. Uh, d- or- dude, that's the freaking deal. The pro- Yeah, 100%. There's no, you and I have, z- there's zero pain, or, uh, mental frustration, emotional pain that we don't have kids right now. That's not a source... Topic for us right. because 
that was a choice and still continues to be a choice. But if it wasn't, suddenly you're Which thinking about it differently. This. Yeah. Totally. We have friends who keep, like medically can't have well, kids. No shit. Tons of people like that. Let me outline this. Are what you familiar? You're ta- <laughs> Some people cannot have children. So the topic is, then it changes it. The thing, so... Yeah, there's a lot of psychology in that, I'm sure. When you say the, uh, the, the thing about the woman having to give up things, you say she, did, she doesn't have a cell phone, yeah. right? So that's a thing that's l- loss or less because I have a cell phone and now I've prioritized that in my life. So to give up a cell phone. But if, you, if, but if you would've, she would have said that same thing to us in the 90s before we had cell phones, we'd be like, okay, okay, you never got a cell phone. Someone that never got it. Exactly, yes. That's what I'm talking about with your values or all of that. Yeah. So it's interesting to me... It kind of transforms the whole thought of a life, of the things you surround yourself and build up around you. Because if you become so comfortable and dependent on those things, then leaving those things, taking a risk, going traveling or something, it becomes so much more painful or hard. If you're, if you're used to a certain amount of comfort, if you're used to, if someone's used to only staying in four-star hotels, I have friends that they always stay in four-star hotels and they eat at Michelin star restaurants when they travel. And they're not millionaires, so. Yeah. If you do that and that is your new normal and your new comfort, totally fine. If that's what brings you joy in life, but you then traveling like we do, staying at Airbnbs, staying, going and hitting up dive bars and meeting people there, that is going to be, that's going to be an uncomfortable step down. And there's no way in hell we could have traveled as much as we did this last year, because then that is the sacrifice. But for us traveling the way we do, you know, traveling in economy isn't a sacrifice because we're, it's not like we're, Okay. <laughs> All right. No, that's okay. That's uh, that is uh, quite a bit of mental uh, anguish. Let's say you make a hundred thousand dollars a year, and you—I don't want to say need to, but value staying in five-star hotels. You will be staying in less five-star hotels, and if that's okay with you, cool. I don't want to go to Europe once every five years when I've saved up enough money for me. I'd rather take my $100,000 and go to six countries and eat at grocery stores and the occasional mediumly priced restaurant. More times. <laughs> you know. And I think that is the point of the fisherman story. Not to spell things out like people are friggin' idiots, but the point to me right now in this moment of the fisherman story is that maybe things that you want, the goals are closer at hand than you think. Maybe you need to realize that no one is going to save you. And if you want something, you need to go get it. Yeah. Yeah. All those things are in this topic of discussion. One of... The LL and this freaking analogy oh, no, here. What I always use. <laughs> yeah, you could. I'll let you say it. No. You could share. No, you should. No, dumb. I is, don't want to. It is so dumb, but it's so good. 
Okay. Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. I couldn't have even told you which one. Okay, so in Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. (laughs) Okay, there's a scene where he's being attacked by these dementors, evil spirits, whatever. They're going to kill him. From across the water and into the woods, there is this like power, this light that comes shooting across and disperses these dementors and saves Harry's life. He thinks for a while that someone, something came and saved his life. He thinks it's his, his dad who has come back from the yeah, dead yeah, somehow. Right. Uh, only later to realize that this is not that important, but timey-wimey time travel happened, and it was actually him saving himself. And corny, but holy crap, that resonates with me. Like, big time. I think I thought as a fresh-faced 22-year-old that these good things would come to me, and, and then I realized somewhere a few years later that that's not how it works. And so I made the life I wanted, and I continue to do that. Rob Morgan is an internationally touring bassist on a journey to discover what it means to live a curious life. At thecuriouspod.com, you'll find an archive of conversations reported all over the world, a map of recording locations, a weekly newsletter, and official podcast merchandise. Rob is recording a daily podcast where he's sharing insights into the creative journey and the secrets to living a curious life that he's discovered from over a decade of traveling the world with music. We here at Curious Endeavors have told him this is probably a mistake, and he's an idiot to attempt it, but he won't budge, so that's where we're currently at. We hope you'll enjoy.